Good morning. Welcome to worship this morning. How are the roads? I know, I'm thinking because I'm seeing that it's, it's just not quite as many people here. So if you're at home watching, stay in town. We'll still have a sermon and service here. So we're good to go in that regard. But some of us have traveled for um, Thanksgiving and we're already planning not to be here. Some of us have that cold that has been going around. We're going to do something just slightly different this time during our meet and greet our neighbors. I'm not going to have you cross all the way over and meet and greet your neighbor across the, the aisle. I do know that the cold and flu season is totally here. And so with addition to COVID and everything else going around, maybe now we can do the, the fist bump or something rather than like spreading too many. Let's, let's not do too many hogs or anything like that. We just don't want to get everybody sick. And I just know that in my household, everybody except for me has been sick. So, and, and some of you have that in your household too. And so we just want to be cautious of that. I'm not saying that we won't like hug our friends, because of course we're going to, but just to be a little more cautious when it comes time to meet and greet our neighbors that we're, we're being conscious of that. In addition to that, I want to remind you that almost every pew, if not every pew, has some hand sanitizer in there. So if you are shaking hands and you just want to be a little more careful afterwards, just use a little hand sanitizer, get that clean, and, and keep that safe for you. They look like this. If you don't have one, I have one up here at the pulpit. All right, so we are ready to worship, so let's center ourselves with these words. Wisdom and truth touch our hearts and open our minds when we open ourselves to Christ. We do have some announcements, and Sarah's going to come forward to share them with us. Good morning, everybody. First of all, if you are watching online, I apologize. I have no control over the camera this morning. It won't let me log in. So you're going to get to see us, but nothing else, and I can't fix it if it goes wonky. I'm, I'm really sorry. I'll keep working on it. We'll see what happens. Technology is fantastic. If nothing else, you should be able to hear us, and that's a good start. So, all right, I have lots of announcements here. Um, this Saturday is the holiday fair here at the church. Um, we will have coffee and rolls at 9 a.m. The bazaar opens at 9.30. There's also cookies by the pound. Lunch is from 11 to 1. And I think I saw, are we having turkey and dressing sandwiches? Is that what we're doing? Yes, that's my favorite thing in the whole world. So come and have turkey and dressing sandwiches. And sandwiches. Oh, and barbecue sandwiches. Okay. But I really like the turkey and dressing ones. <laughs> It's my favorite part of Thanksgiving. Um, and then also, um, there is still time to pre-order pies. There is a sign-up sheet out in the narthex, or you can give Miss Elizabeth a call or talk to her after church if you are here this morning um, so that we can get those pies to you. Um, there is also sign-ups out there still for helping for the fair or bringing items to the fair as well. Um, next Sunday the 3rd is the coffee hour for Sunday school kids that they are hosting to be a fundraiser for the Operation Snack Pack that is so important especially as we go into the holiday season. So please make sure that you make plans next Sunday to stay for coffee hour. Oh and I just had one go through my brain and back out of my brain but it's not on my list. Okay we'll find it again. Um, it's snowing. Isn't it fantastic? So that means we're getting closer to polar plunge season. That's in February, where there'll be a lot more snow and a lot more ice. Um, if you would like to support our plungers here, uh, please go online and make a donation. If you aren't able to figure out how to go online and make a donation, you can talk to me, you can talk to um, the office, or you can talk to Calvin if you see him and we'll help you. As a reminder, if you really, really, really are tired of me giving announcements and you want to tell me to go jump in a lake, we have to raise $5,000. That's our goal. I'm not jumping in the water unless we hit that $5,000 goal. So if you would like to do that, if you would like to see it, we will live stream it. Michelle will come up and live stream it for you for the church website. So please donate. It's a super important fundraiser for Special Olympics. They do amazing things. Um, you have a green sheet in your bulletin today. If you would like to order poinsettias for Christmas, you need to turn this in by Tuesday, December 5th. Um, so you have about a week, so, but 
you know, don't delay. Make sure that you get that done. Um, I'm going to borrow your bulletin here because I swear there was another one that I just thought of I needed to say, and I don't know if, if it's in here or not. There was another thing. Oh, family promise. Family promise sign-up is also out in the narthex. Um, we do have a family that just entered the program, and I can't remember. Does anyone know what date our next? The 10th? Okay, so the, our next date here in our church is December 10th. We would love to have the sign-up completely filled by the end of this week. That would be fantastic. If you've never done it before, if you have questions, please don't hesitate to contact the office or contact Susan. Um, it's a super important ministry, especially as we're coming to the holiday season with a family that has just entered the program. We would love to fill it with lots of smiling, beautiful faces to help them celebrate the holiday season and bring them some joy. So please make sure that you check that out. If you have any questions, again, please contact the office or contact Susan Schlager. She would love to talk to you about how to volunteer for Family Promise. Okay, that's all of these. The last thing is on December 11th, uh, there'll be two meetings, one at 2 p.m. and one at 6.30 p.m., and those are going to be informational meetings on potential solar panels for our church. We have a large, expansive, beautiful, brand-new roof, and using solar panels would be an amazing way to both respect God's creation by providing a uh, safer method of electricity, but it would also save us a lot of money on our bills. I don't know any more details than that. Come to the meeting on December 11th, 2 p.m., 6.30 p.m. That way you can come during the day, you can come at night, whichever one you want, whatever works for you. But please come, and there'll be a rep here who can answer all of the questions that you may have, and they'll give you more information at that time. Did I miss anything? I think that's it. All right. Then let's stand and sing our first hymn, number 327, Crown Him with Many Crowns. Make a joyful noise, a noise of service and love. 
praise God with the lives of compassion. Sing with acts of kindness. Praise God with works of justice. Let us pray together our opening prayer. God of grace and God of glory, reveal yourselves through our lives and our love. Shine your wisdom and truth into our hearts this day. Help us know the hope to which we are called, that we may be the servants you craft us to be. In your glory and grace we pray. Amen. May the peace of the Lord be with you. The fullness of God dwells in Christ, the one who brings peace and forgiveness. Let, me, let us meet and greet our neighbors with a peace. I can't talk. Peace of Christ, peace be with you. All right. Yeah. Okay. I put a new battery in and forgot to turn it on. So you have that once in a while. We have an opportunity this morning to join in our joys and our concerns as we are united as family through Christ our Lord. And so we are concerned about everybody's health and well-being. We're also, as much as I'm disappointed that the church isn't totally full, I'm happy that people are, are safe and not like slipping and sliding on the road too much. So all of these things have pros and cons to them, right? Okay. Um, one of them is, is I think we're decorating the church after worship. Did we mention that in our announcements? No, I forgot. Okay. So anyone who's able to help decorate after church, please stay and help us decorate the church. Um, if we can't there's no way that Sarah can do it all, so if we can't all do it, we will um, maybe hold a special day. So, all right. Well, we've got a couple people, for sure. Okay. I do have a prayer concern I wanted to start out with, and I want to um, pray for the Jim Withrow family. It's just been a lot for this family, and so losing Jim is just devastating. So let's pray. Lord Jesus, we lift up the Withrow family. We ask that you surround them with your love and care and mercy during this time as they are grieving the loss of Jim. Allow them to feel your presence and, and your hope in a way that only you can show them. Lord, it is so hard for us here when we lose someone we love. And so we just ask that you 
You are there for each and every one of the family members during this time. Lord, in your mercy. Pastor, I have a joy from online because Addie wanted us to know that there is one week left until she's a big <laughs> sister. So I know she's going to be very excited about that. Um, I also had a uh, concern to share. Um, the university suffered a big loss last weekend with the loss of our AD, our athletic director, and her unborn child, um, Christina, and um, her daughter, Karina. And then this week, we lost two more retirees and that were very big personalities. And we've lost a lot of people this last year. And it's been a tough year. So just pray for the university um, community, please. Lord, we lift up the community, um, the university community, as they lost Christina and her unborn baby. And I just cannot imagine how the family and staff and students are all grieving this loss. In addition to that, in the same week, they've lost two retirees. And Lord, this is after a slew of layoffs and changes that are happening. And Lord, we just ask that you lift up each and every one of the members of of Platteville University and surround them with your love and care through this time. It is such a difficult time. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we want to lift up Addie today as a joy. Her little brother is coming in one week, and we pray for, for health for both her mom and for her baby brother, as they will soon, if the baby will soon be making an entrance. Lord, in your mercy. Jan Holloway here. I have just been so joyful with the release and the exchange of hostages taking place. And I pray that that continue, and I pray that the ceasefire continue, and that emotions have time to settle so that peace can be the objective on both sides. Lord, I don't know if I can state it any clearer than Jan just did. We are praying for peace. We are thankful for what has occurred recently, knowing there is more to be done. Lord, we just need your hand in all of this to bring peace to this world. Lord, in your mercy. Tom Lindahl here. <clears throat> Just want to thank all you who sent Leanne cards for her birthday yesterday and that we had a nice little gathering that uh, I think she appreciated. So thank you for what you have done. Lord, we lift up Leanne, who just had a birthday, and, and once again, it might be a day late, but we're still saying happy birthday to you, Leanne, and we just lift her up to your, your guiding and loving arms, Jesus. Um, just allow her to know how much she is loved, both by this community and, and others who know her, as well as her family and, and all those who love her. Lord, in your mercy. Elizabeth Dewar, I just got back from spending a week in Oklahoma with my grandson over Thanksgiving. Yesterday, we ran into freezing rain and sleet, and thanks for getting back safely. Lord, we are reminded of, of weather patterns when we hear of freezing rain and sleet that Elizabeth drove through or one of her family members did, and, and we're so thankful she arrived here safely. By the same token, we're aware that not everybody arrives at their destination. And so, Lord, we're asking that you just guide people's hands, their patience, everything they need to get to where they're going. I know sometimes it, people get impatient behind the wheel when they have to slow down, and, Lord, we ask that you grant us that patience so that we may arrive at our destination safely. Lord, we're also aware that many people will be traveling the road this weekend still, and we're praying for safe travel mercies. Lord, in your mercy. Other joys or concerns this morning?
No more am I. Okay, let us pray. Lord Jesus, we are aware that today is the Sunday we celebrate your reign, reign of Christ Sunday. And today we look at the many ways you are present in our life. We are so thankful that you are our Lord. We are so thankful for the hope that you give for all eternity for us. But we're also thankful for the ways that you have taught us to live in the present. Lord, just continue to surround us with your Holy Spirit. Give us the light and hope that comes only through you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And with the confidence of the children of God, let us pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. This morning's scripture is Matthew 25, verses 31 through 46. The sheep and the goats. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on the left, Depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, and you did not look after me. They also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? He will reply, Truly, I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. Thus ends the reading. Every time this scripture comes up in the lectionary, I keep thinking, boy, I really like goats. You know? So when I'm hearing this separating the sheep and goats, if I was to pick one that I'd want to, like, pet or have eat out of my fingers, and I know goats are dirty and and they get your hands all slimy, but I love going to those petting zoos and giving my hand out and having them nibble off my fingers. So every time I hear this, I'm like, why did they choose goats and sheep? I love goats. That's a story, you know, that's just one of those things I had when I was a child growing up. I had this goat friend of mine named Sugar, and she was a white goat, and I loved her. It was like she was my best friend when we were living out at the end of a dead-end road without anyone else around. 
sometimes we become very close to our animals. I also became close to a Jersey steer. I don't always make the right choices on who I become friends with. Um, But in this case, I kept thinking about the surprise. They're like, Lord, when? When did we do these things? How many of you have had someone say, thank you? And you had no clue what they were thanking you for. I mean, it happens. Some of the things we do just come out of the goodness of our heart, and we don't think a thing about them. Somebody comes by and goes, thank you so much. And you look at them, and you're like, for what? (laughs) Have you done that? Or, Or sometimes you're just like, you're welcome. And you shake your head and go in the car and say, what did I do? Who did I talk to? What did I say? Sometimes it's just the right word at the right time. Sometimes I want to tell those people who smiled to me when I'm going through a fast food restaurant and hand me my food, thank you. Thank you for gracing me with a smile. Thank you for taking the time to actually look me in the eyes. Thank you for doing this for me. Because for some reason, we all need to be seen, right? Every single one of us here need that reassurance that somebody sees us, somebody cares about us, somebody is concerned about us and our family and our loved ones and all of that. That is so important to us. And so when I'm reading this scripture, the part that gets me is that surprise. It's been the same thing for the past few weeks. The bridesmaids who ran out of oil when the groom was late, they were surprised. They were surprised that they ran out of oil. They were surprised they had to go to town. I don't even know if they brought any oil with them, but they were still surprised. And the ones who did have it were still surprised that the bridegroom was there. Everyone keeps becoming surprised during these last few parables in Matthew. And I wonder what he's trying to say to us other than Jesus is coming at a time when we don't expect it. And when he comes, he says he's going to separate the sheep from the goats those who do good on one side and those who do not on the other side. He doesn't even say anything about faith in him. Isn't that kind of astounding? That here Jesus is talking, and we know John 3, 16. We know scriptures where he talks about faith. But this parable, he's talking about those who do actions. And again, I go back to that surprise part. Sometimes we're surprised when somebody says thank you to us. And what we're doing was just a natural part of being, right? Sometimes you'll have a note that you get from a child that you taught in Sunday school 20 years ago that says, thank you for pointing me in the way of Jesus. And sometimes they don't send that note, but they're still thankful. Because all of you have done something in somebody's life. But when he comes right down to it and he says, Well, when you fed the poor, or fed the hungry and clothed the poor, when you were there for the least of these, you were doing it for me. You did it for me, Jesus says. And we look at that and we keep thinking, is this because we're supposed to do these things And yet the pastor keeps saying we don't earn our salvation. And we don't. What I find happens is that when you're naturally happy with the way things are, you spread that happiness around, right? And when you seem to be negative about something, that fills the room too. Really, really quickly. But when you start looking at the Bible and seeing who and how Jesus cared about other people, you will see that he is right there with the least and the lost and those whose society has deemed not even worthy to give time. And Jesus is there saying, blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are those who fight for righteousness. 
And so we look at those things that Jesus said, the whole Beatitudes, the whole works. We look at the way he treated those around him. We look at how this will continue on in this week, because in the scripture, although we're not in Holy Week here in church, this is leading up to, to the end for Jesus. And he has to prepare his disciples. How do you become a disciple of someone? By acting as they acted, by loving as they loved, and by remembering who they are, right? And so when we look at who Jesus is, we don't just see him as Savior of the world. Of course, we see that, but that isn't the only thing we've learned from him. He did not just come to earth and die on a cross and save us from our sins, but he lived. And the stories he told and the life he lived taught us how we can live into being true disciples of Jesus Christ. Does that mean we need to pray for others? Well, Jesus sure prayed, didn't he? Does that mean we need to visit people when they are sick, when they are homebound, when they are in jail, when they are needing a little bit of kindness from anyone who will show them? Yes, we do. Does it mean we need to clothe people? Yeah. It just comes with the territory, though. It isn't like we set out, like, I'm going to go out and do all these things Jesus said and score up all these points, and look at that, there I am. That isn't why we do it. We do it because we have the love of Christ just pouring out of us. And because of that, we don't worry about if we checked every single box. Some of us might not go into a prison, but do all the other things. Does that mean you'll be a goat? I don't think so. I don't think you're going to be a goat because you might have missed one of the steps that he mentions in the scripture. I don't think you'll be left out during that time. But I believe that you will be surprised at what Jesus says to you when he talks to you. When he says, oh, look at this. And I'm praying that we will be surprised for all the good things we did and not the bad things we did. There might be times where, you know, we have to really rely on that grace and that forgiveness. And that might be when Jesus will look at us and say, hey, you know, I'm so proud of how you moved past that life that you were living. I'm so proud of how you moved past that point where you did not do all the things that I was doing and you failed a little bit, but you kept going. You kept seeking. You kept following me. And as you followed me, I am so proud of how you turned out. I think Jesus can say that to most of us here. And I think part of us will be a little surprised thinking, oh boy, I was kind of sure I was going to be on that other side. You know, there's a right to you and there's a left to you. I was kind of worried I was one of the goats. And it's not that Jesus doesn't love all people. But Jesus wanted to let his disciples know that there's importance in the way you live. If you're going to talk the talk, you need to walk the walk, right? If you're going to tell people to be kind to one another, you better be ready to have a smile on your face the next time somebody stops by. If you're going to tell somebody we need to feed people, well, then I expect to see some of you down there serving or helping buy food or making cookies at home or whatever you do. There's important things that we do that we just can't say, let's do this. There's a point in life where the rubber needs to hit the road, right? This morning, I would have loved for my rubber to hit the road and not just the slush. See, that's the problem, though, when our rubber doesn't quite meet the road. It becomes a little wishy-washy, right? A little weak in our theology, a little sliding from side to side, because if you're not willing to stand firm in what you believe, you might just slide off completely start doing your own thing start worshiping your own god start thinking you know more money is better and and you know yeah i should do that but mm, 
I really have to take care of me. And I'm not saying that self-care isn't important because we all know the, the rules, right? You got to put on your life preserver first. You have to be wearing that in order to help others. And so we put on that faith that we have, and honestly, that's the biggest life preserver we have, right? That faith we have in Christ that surrounds us, gives us hope, lifts us up, gives us courage to face tomorrow, gives us that strength that allows us to say, yes, we love you. Gives us that strength to look at somebody that you might never have talked to in your whole life and say, oh my gosh, they are a child of God, and for months I have been ignoring that fact. It's hard when there's war and there's violence and there's fractions in our church and in our government and in our neighborhood to recognize that even those people that we disagree with, they're still children of God. They're still image barriers of Christ. Bearers, not barriers. Bearers of Christ. And so it's important for us to look at that as we greet other people, that even if we don't share the same mindset, we still love them. Even if we think that this money that we might have helped them out with might go to something other than food, they're still worthy of eating, right? I don't know a person around that isn't worthy of eating that isn't worthy of having a warm place to live, that isn't worthy of having boots on their feet and coats in the cold. And so sometimes we do some things that people are like, you know, Platteville, why do you keep doing this? Why do you keep having coats for kids? Why do you give them away? Why do you have coats that even the parents take home? Did you know that? Sometimes parents take home a coat too. Well, you know what? Those parents need to be warm too. And so when people come on a day where we have coats for kids, we're not turning people away when they need a coat. If we've got one there, they're going to have one on their back when they leave. Because it's not in our place to judge. It never has been. It's in our place to love. To share this love that goes beyond anything we thought was possible into this whole radical stage of love. Into this, I hope everyone becomes sheep. When I was a pastor in, oh, I think it was probably my third charge, I moved a bit. I had a little boy in church, and, and one of his favorite songs is, I want to be a sheep, ba, ba, ba. I want to be a sheep, ba, ba, ba. And to see this little boy just love to sing that song and share with everyone around him that he wants to be a sheep. And you know what else? He was. He was kind. He was thoughtful. This little guy came to church without any parents with him, by himself, to the church to be among the people of God, to share with them that joy in his heart that he wants to be a sheep. We can learn so much from that. He, I don't know what support he had at home because they weren't there with him. But I know that when he entered that door, he felt love. He felt acceptance. And he shared that with others around him, that joy that he had. And to see this little boy who was like nine or ten years old smile and sing, I want to be a sheep, filled my heart with joy to the point where it has been ten, no, nine years probably since that. And I remember it clearly. He's an adult now. Isn't that crazy? Yet I hope that there's that part of him that still goes around singing, I want to be a sheep. And then does the ba, ba, ba. As we go out in this world, and honestly, we can love all the goats we want. Because in loving them, maybe they will decide that Jesus is somebody worth following. 
because of how we as disciples treat other people, allows other people to see that love of Christ. So let us go out there and be the hands and feet of Christ. Let us be out there and to be his heart and to be feeding and welcoming and loving the strangers in our midst. Let us reach out to the least and the lost. Let us look for places where they may be and see how we can help them. We can't help everyone all the time. But we can help some of them whenever we can. And so I encourage you not to try to fill this list of things that we have in front of us, but to love God, to love Jesus, to look at the way he lived his life, to model your life after that and see what flows out of you. Because honestly, you can't ignore the least and the lost if you're trying to live like Jesus. Amen? Amen. Let us stand together and we will sing Hope of the World. be seated. Let us pray together. Glorious God, shine the light of your love in the lives of those who need it most. 
May we see your glory reflected in them and be reminded to shine your light for all to see. Speak to us through the cries for help that we may hear and respond with compassion. Reveal yourself in the lost and the lonely that we may fully be present to their needs. For we yearn to notice you in our everyday living. We long to set aside our fear and love courageously. We hope with every fiber of our being to act as servants of your peace. Amen. Let's hear these words of assurance. There is overwhelming greatness in God's power and grace. God's steadfast love lasts forever, offering grace upon grace and mercy upon mercy. And now, not because we have to, but because we are grateful, let us return to God what is ours to share. Let us joyfully offer our time, our treasure, our commitment, and our prayers. We invite the ushers to come forward to receive today's offering. All rise. Let us pray together our offering prayer. Shepherd of love, transform these gifts into nourishment for a hungry world. May they offer shelter from the storms of life. May they bring kindness and compassion to the lost and the lonely. Transform us even as you transform these gifts, that we might be your hands and feet in the world. Amen. Let us sing together, Come Thou Almighty King.
seek the lost and care for the wounded. Seek justice and love mercy. Seek the law. Whoops. Okay. <laughs> Let us be seated and hear this last song, Sing to the Lord of the Harvest. in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.